Hey, this is Asia Dang. And this is Laura Varney, and you're listening to Heavy Topics with Lightweights. Hey, everyone. Welcome. It's Asia and Laura, and welcome to episode number two. So what's new this week? What's going on? It's been a tough week, guys. It has. That's why we're drinking wine. And Laura, you brought red wine. I'm shocked. You know, I'll tell you why I brought red wine. Okay. Because you're having a tough week? Because I felt like, I felt dark. Damn. I didn't feel light and airy like last week. And yeah, so we're drinking some Cabernet. Damn, that's super deep. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Oh my God. took it there right off the bat. However, this is, we're drinking, uh, yep, Cab, Bonterra wine. I got the good shit at least. And when we, I don't know if we talked about Ecoistas last week, but when we- did a little bit. We did. When we had our website with Ecoistas, which was all about like eco-friendly, we actually featured Bonterra wine because they are made with organic grapes. Yep. So we're super familiar with Bonterra. We love them. And this wine is actually really light. Even though you're in a dark, moody place right now, it's not bold at all. I feel like it's actually kind of on the lighter side for a red wine. My esophagus is burning right now. I think what that means is we just need to start going out more. And by going out more, I mean going to dinner at 7 p.m. and then being at home by 10. We decided 6.30. Okay, yeah, sorry. We just need to do that more and get your tolerance up a little bit. Here's the thing. Two things. Okay. Number one, I don't love to drink in the sense that I don't like feeling out of control. So I'm not saying get drunk. No, no, I know. I know. I'm just giving a little background because you know that, but mm-hmm. our listeners don't know that. I mean, same. Yeah. yeah. Either one of us really like getting out of control, which I think is an important thing to hit on Give me when a, we talk about the show. a nice buzz to where I'm feeling really happy, but also in complete control of my situation. Yeah. And like, for me, I think drinking Wait. a glass of wine is more of a social thing. It is like, now. Like sitting at dinner, having a glass of wine, relaxing, talking. It's not like, oh my gosh, I've had a hard day. I need to go get drunk, you know? Yeah, no, we're not. Actually, when I, fir- when I first, gr- first graduated, when I graduated from undergrad and started working, I was like that. I would, oh. I would drink to relax. And I'm yeah. not like alcoholic drinking, but just like a glass of wine every night. Right. And then I stopped that really quickly. But I was at that point. Like, I can understand why people need that. Like, my dad, he drinks, um, what's the liquor he drinks? He drinks whiskey, mm-hmm. a glass of whiskey every night. Oh, that's what he does. But it's one. Yeah, it's one. But we like to do it more so socially at dinner. But outside of that, we don't. Once or every this, two months. Or this podcast. <laughs> we don't really drink. Yeah, because of this podcast, now I'm going to be consuming more alcohol than I ever have in years. But... <laughs> um <laughs> the good thing is it's like we have one glass of wine for the whole podcast so it's like whatever last week were, was our intro podcast and yeah. we were just talking all about our story mm-hmm. today we have a guest we have Jillian Yvette and she is well she was a client of mine a personal training client um she isn't anymore because she lives in a different area in LA um but she is also uh she works at a brothel in Nevada, among other things. But that is the main reason we were bringing her on to kind of talk about that and understand it better and just have a conversation about it. I learned so much right, talking to Jillian about just the community that is 
brothel sex work. Yeah. And I think like there's so much judgment around um, that profession. Judgment, misconception. And I understand why. The thing mm. is, is like I understand why. Totally. Of course. But to be able to talk to her and ask her questions and have this open conversation and for her to be so candid is just really cool. Yeah. She's a real ass biatch. She's like hard, yeah. but not wait. I don't mean that in the sense that like she looks hard because she's like, <laughs> she knows exactly what she wants. You're not going to fuck with her. You're mm-hmm. not going to fuck with her money. Mm-hmm. And if you can't provide any of that, you can leave. Yeah. That's her, that's it's her like, in a nutshell. It's business for her. She, she knows what she's doing. She's professional. And, you know, in some ways, and I don't want to make this a male, female thing, but there are some things about her that I'm like, she has a very masculine quality. And by that, I mean that a lot of times I, when I have conversations with friends of mine that are guys, I am like, oh, well, it's cool that like he can be so not like there's no bullshit. There's no like, like I feel like a lot of times men don't involve emotion in everything. Mm -hmm. Whereas for me, I am such a woman in the sense that like I lead with emotion and I feel like Jillian doesn't do that. No, do you know what I mean? Like she's just, everything is very logical. Everything is logic based. And it's just like, this is the way it is because this is just how it is. And that's it. I mean, I think that also comes down to the profession that she chose. Yeah. Like you can't have emotions while working at a brothel. I like that what you just said, she chose. She chose the profession. The profession didn't choose her. And the, and I mean that she wasn't in this like desperate position and just like ended up there, which I think is a misconception. Mm-hmm. She chose what she's doing because she saw the potential for financial gain and she like went for it she's the first sex worker i've actually ever talked to because i don't i don't know the only one yeah Yeah. so she opened up my eyes not that i was ever judgmental of the situation but just like um the daily goings on about what it takes to work in a brothel so 100 percent um this is really interesting jillian is such a badass and i hope We hope you enjoy this podcast. Hey. Hello. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here, first of all. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Wait, but I don't even remember, like, how you found me or how we met each other. Gino. Yes, GNO. Yeah. Oh my God, She's you're on GNO. GNO? Yeah. Oh, oh my well, God. <laughs> Not anymore, but yeah. GNO. I know. Yeah. GNO is a bunch of. <laughs> so Whoa. GNO is a Facebook group. Um, is it only LA? Wait, they're gonna burn our houses down. If I, we know, talk about I know. I know. <laughs> oh, is it secret? Is don't it give secret? A fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Okay. Anyways, I guess that's how uh, they found each other. But it is called Girls Night Out GNO, and. I thought it was going to be like female empowerment kind of situation. I think and it like was helping each set other up for that purpose. But now it's all like drama bullshit. But I'm still yeah. I'm still subscribed because I like the tea. I deleted Facebook a while ago, so good yeah, for you. I don't get on Facebook often. Mm-hmm. 
It's not like it's, I use Instagram, but I don't really use Facebook. People that have babies and are married. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Not once here. I saw my dad having political arguments with my professor from college, I was done. <laughs> you're like, no, I can't. Yeah. Sorry. I you're can't like, even watch like, this delete. burn to the ground right now. I must have posted something in the secret Facebook group, That's you know, about personal training. And you were like, hey, I'm interested. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yes. It's all coming back to me. God, this was a long time ago. How like you you don't realize or remember how you meet people in your life. You're just like your friends and you know each other and then you're like, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) so funny. GNO. Oh, GNO served its purpose. You know what? GNO served another purpose that I want to talk about before we intro you. Just because now that I've had two sips of wine, I'm pissed about it. Uh Uh-oh. What? So when I first got on GNO, I, like you... Mm-hmm. thought that it was all about female empowerment and, um, you know, providing services for each other and doing trades and things like that. Yeah. So this girl, I'm realizing how naive I am now, but this girl came on GNO and was all like, is this recent or is this back in the day? This and is you're back just in the day when and I you're first still got, mad about I'm it. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't hold grudges or anything. <laughs> this bitch got on GNO and was like, this sob story about how she couldn't pay her rent, blah, blah, blah. And so she was starting to sell all of her stuff. And I was like, oh my God, that's terrible. She's like 25. She can't pay her rent. She's about to get kicked out. Where is she going to go? I was worried. I was nervous for her. Because you're a nice person. Right. Naturally, I'm like, I will buy your shit. Like, what do you want to sell? I just want to help you. Turns out she has this YSL bag that I'm like, oh my gosh, I want that bag either Venmo or PayPal her like immediately. And she okay? didn't give you the purse. She dodged and dodged and dodged and Are never gave me the bag. Can't you tell like a Venmo or PayPal or something? Um, well, I mean, now it's like no, three years later. I yeah, don't it was. Yeah. I forget the exact situation, like how I paid for it, but I couldn't get it back. I mean, in all fairness, you that was very naive of you. You never give money until you get no, get what you want. Way to sugarcoat it. No, but I mean, no, no, you're one hundred percent right. I'm the most naive. Not person. everyone is like genuinely a good person. Yeah, and, I've and come I'm to starting realize to realize that. that at the age of thirty-two. Thirty-two. Yeah. And here's the thing: she had to have the money that day. Apparent, like according to her, because she had to like pay. Whatever I mean, her debt, you know, you know you that know. bitch yeah. was lying. Now and you know she's I still know. in debt, and you know she probably got kicked out eventually somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, you live and you learn. I've been screwed over from helping people massively, so it's very upsetting. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> hi, <laughs> welcome. Thanks. Tell us about yourself. Well, let's just say, okay, so we chose Jillian, or you actually suggested Jillian when we I were did. talking about. She was the this first podcast, person I thought of. That you are the very first person. Laura's like, we need her on our podcast. We need to talk to her. Mm-hmm. So what is it about Jillian's story that got you so excited about having her on? That's a really great question. Well, there's a couple reasons I want to do here. One is that your story and your life is so vastly different from mine and from my f- a lot of my friends that I think it's like some people can't necessarily understand like what you do for work and why and how you feel about it. Um, but also like for me, when we first started training together, I felt like an instant connection. It wasn't, and it's not like that with every client I have, right? Like a lot of people, it's like a very 
surface level conversation and relationship and I like do the job and they leave. But with you, I felt like we connected instantly. We talked like the whole time you were working out. And I just like, I don't know. I just really, really liked you. And I think you're super intelligent and articulate. And I knew that you would be able to like come here and tell your story and have a really great conversation. Aww. I'm now, now, what I'm do you cry. like about me? No, <laughs> <laughs> Gotta gush to her now. Yeah. Oh, God. I guess what maybe you found interesting was that I work at the legal brothel in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you you work in Nevada at a brothel, but you live here in LA. Yeah, most of the girls that I work with don't live in Nevada. There's girls that come from all over the world. Um, European girls. There's a girl that comes all the way from Australia. So how does that work? You work for a week and come back or you work for the weekend and come back or what's the schedule like? So once we get there, um, we get our blood drawn. We have to wait 24 hours for our results and then we have to stay on property for at least a week. We're not allowed to leave Mm. Um, for, I don't know, it's just the way that the county is. Other counties in Nevada, you can actually go off property um, on dates or whatever, out dates, but in the county that we're in, we stay. So uh, it's minimum a week, maximum three weeks. So the girls that come from overseas usually stay, you know, three weeks. Yeah. So you get your blonde blood drawn every time you go back? Yeah. And then we also wow. have to go get a background check quarterly from the sheriff's department, go get fingerprinted, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Wow. So, Interesting. Yeah. So you have to have a work permit pretty much everywhere in Nevada. Um, <clears throat> I was a dancer in Vegas for a while, too, at some of the strip clubs there, and you have to get a, a work permit, mm-hmm. background check, all that stuff. So Professionally, when you're working at the brothel, what, like, what do you call your, what is your occupation? Well, on my work permit card, it says prostitute, but um, legal courtesan, working girl. How did this all come about? <laughs> <laughs> so you How started here. You started uh, working at the strip clubs and then you made the jump to working in a brothel. Um, there was a lot of stuff along the way. So when I first turned 18, um, I started dancing at a strip club in Canoga Park. And I've just always been adventurous in that sense. I was living with a couple of roommates and these girls didn't work but they always had money Mm. and I was like what is going on here I know some shit is going down Mm -hmm. what is it and then so finally I got them to tell me what they were doing and they were doing like the sugar daddy stuff so I was like well tell me what it's all about and so I did that for a while and then I remembered well I moved to Texas and I was bartending at a strip club and the strippers were making a lot of money I was like oh yeah why don't I do that Mm. I forgot and then I remembered on the HBO show Cat House that was you know, mm-hmm. on a long ass time ago. Yeah, I, like, I watched that secretly. Mm-hmm. I know, me too. I never <laughs> watched that it. That was because that's it. like that's at least ten years old. Like oh God, more when, than that. Yeah, when I was in high school, I would secretly watch that. Yeah, because that, oh. that shit is really interesting. To me. Yeah, yeah. I don't work for that ranch or that person. Um, work at a different one. So I just looked online. I talked to the madam, and I was on a flight the next day. So wow, wow. and that was February of 2014. So that happened really fast. Yeah. Um, okay. So you flew out there the next so day. It and was then what? more so for you initially about the money, mm-hmm. I, I guess, versus like exploring your sexuality. I was already pretty exploratory. Explorer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in my sexuality at that time, anyway. Mm-hmm. So going out there is kind of natural. Right. So um, I definitely have tried a lot of different things since being there. Some I like, some I don't. I mean, I do more of like the girlfriend experience. I like longer engagements, you know, over an hour. I'm not really like the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am kind of thing. Um, Especially like with my look, I have like, you know, the dark hair, the tattoos. I get a lot of guys asking about domination sessions and, you know, cross-dressing, all type of like fetish, kinky shit. And 
I'm at the point where I just, I can't even fake it. I won't even take the money. I'll just, you know, suggest one of the other girls that I work with yeah. that, you know, would be better suited for something like that so that they can have the experience that they're looking for. That's yeah. really cool. Cause now at, you're at a point now where you're in total control. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, what you do and yeah. into want. doing and not into doing. Yeah. yeah. But when you first started, were you more into like kinkier fetish type stuff or were you, have you always been like this? I, I tried it. We have a dungeon type thing in there and I had a bunch of toys and all types of crazy whips and tie up and stuff like that. And I don't have any of that stuff anymore. Yeah. Um, so it was fun, but not really my thing. Yeah. There's some girls that are really good at that shit. So I'm like here. Yeah. And who like actually enjoy it. Like yeah. what's the, like, what's the point if you don't even like what you're doing? You know what I mean? It's exactly. like you want to be doing and the person you're with wants you to be enjoying it as well. Yeah. And I'm a terrible liar, terrible faker. So it just, <laughs> it'd be completely not good. So. Yeah. So tell us about your very first day in the brothel like how did you feel what did you do were you nervous were you excited um you know the hardest part is the negotiation you're kind of like getting a feel for the person and kind of understanding like what they're going for but like once you get down to things and you know then it's like a lot easier the first day um we just like did photos they showed us around all that kind of stuff my first party uh I definitely low-balled I know a lot better now mm. um so when just a bunch of people come over, is that like what what you mean by a party? Oh, well, a party is like slang for like your private time together. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, you just Got call it. it that. Cool. So We're new. Yeah. <laughs> I Newbie. forget. I forget. You're, you're not teach us the lingo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will oh, teach okay, you the lingo. Cool. I was like, ooh, Thank a party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like slumber party. We're yeah. all hanging I'm out like, in our underwear. Yeah. Oh, oh my God, that is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I forget like. All of my friends do this, so it's, well, most of them. So talking to them about this kind of stuff, is just kind of, I forget. And is that because you met a lot of your friends there, or is that coincidence where, like, you already knew them and then you guys kind of all started doing that together? Well, the girl that was my roommate that was doing the sugar daddy stuff, I mean, I mean, this was a long time ago. I've known her for 15 years, so. Yeah. And she still kind of does that sort of thing. She never came to the brothel, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm around these girls two to three weeks out of every month, so, at the brothel, so, I mean, it's only natural. Naturally, they become your friends, yeah. yeah. So, a client comes in, yeah. and where are you guys at this point? Where are the ladies, like, okay, up so, front? Because um, I'm thinking of that show, like, a client comes in, same. and- It's like a lineup. There's a lineup of girls, and they pick one. Is yeah. that is that, like, real? No, I absolutely hate lineup houses. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So what, um, what's the deal? So there's three different ways that you can kind of meet the girls and see. Um, you can look online and see who is available, and you can look at the profiles, pictures, and then you can email us and kind of, like, converse back and forth. Um, not too much because, like, that's a lot of free emotional labor. So unless, like, I know you, I'm not going to really communicate too much. But totally, just tell me when you want to come in. And Time is money, buddy. Exactly. Yeah. Ugh. Um, You're like, you get me now. Yeah. <laughs> That's all she needed to say. Right. <laughs> or you can just come into the bar if you don't have an appointment. And most of us are sitting in there, um, just kind of like hanging out. And we get like 10 minutes to go up and talk to you, kind of introduce ourselves, get a feel for each other. Then I have to leave. Another girl comes up and talks, and then the guy can make a decision based on that. And what do you say to get someone interested? Yeah. You know, you kind of have to read them, like read exactly. their vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Every girl has their own hustle, mm -hmm. you know? What's your hustle? <laughs> I'm myself. Like I said, I'm really bad at like being fake and all that sort of thing. And either 
you vibe with me or you don't. A client vibes with you, but you don't vibe with them. You can say no. Oh, absolutely. If someone picks me and we go back to my room and I'm not really feeling it, I'll just quote them some like astronomical price. So oh, that's smart. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Smart. Dang. So I'm not okay. being rude. Like, Hey, I don't like you. Yeah. You know? Okay. I know you're married. Oh, God. We'll talk about that later, but yeah, I would love to talk about Have that. you ever had a client who I'm sure you have clients who come back for you, right? Oh, yeah. Who are repeat customers. Have you ever had a client that is a repeat customer and you start to have feelings for them? Maybe pre-husband? No. No. <laughs> I'm sure that happens. I mean, I don't know. For me, that would happen. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like sex for me is like a very personal, uh, yeah, like emotional thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I absolutely care about my clients. I have some amazing clients. So, But would I ever pursue something romantically outside? No. So you have an emotional attachment to them in the sense that like maybe the way I feel about my training clients, like mm-hmm. I, you care about them yeah. and you care about their well-being and you're friendly with them, and but you don't feel romantically about them. It, exactly, yeah. Okay. Have you ever been in a situation where you felt threatened or super uncomfortable like in the middle of an act, like in the middle of whatever is going on? Yeah, I'm nothing crazy. I feel super safe in the brothel. Um you know, there's girls' rooms right next to me and, you know, I can just bang on the wall or, you know, right. I can, you know, we have like panic buttons and stuff like that. The only time that there's ever really been a problem is if someone's been drinking too much and they try to cross my boundaries. Mm. You know, like I'll tell them not to do something and they're probably drunk and don't remember that I told them not to do that. Mm-hmm. And they just like get sloppy. But I mean, nothing where I was like, oh my God, just more like irritating. Yeah. More That's, annoying yeah. than, than panicky. Like, That's dude, good. don't put your finger there. I told you not to. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> what are your boundaries? Nothing where there's any type of like fluid exchange because they're all super safe. Um, cause that's how you pass things along. Right. right. No hitting, obviously. That's, you know, BDSM stuff. For our dungeon, you do have to sign a waiver. Like, I'm happy to beat the shit out of you. But other way around. Oh, no. okay. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, not yeah. me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're down to do that to them, but they can't. Yeah. Like, I'll smack someone around, but that's not really like a true, like, BDSM session. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like, or maybe it's just because I recently, I forget what the, um, uh, documentary was called, but it was about uh, girls wanting to start in the porn industry and how a really big thing now is basically abuse of women. Mm-hmm. Like that's a sexual fetish. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like guys choking them, guys gagging them, guys hitting them. Wait, like, no, girls gagging. No. No, other a way guy around. The guy hitting a girl. beating the shit out oh, of a woman. Oh, abused women, not abusive women. They're, the woman is getting abused right by she's yeah. not abusive got right. it yeah, okay. yeah yeah whoa so that's like yeah. a huge well whoa. i don't know if it's a huge thing because that like that shit terrifies me yeah but yeah it was a documentary about how like a girl did and she's like i will never do that again you know what's so interesting that you say that um i was reading this playboy magazine like a few months ago and there was a full article about this new fetish with like blow up dolls, right? And robots. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. a really big thing now. And I could be wrong about this, but I think they have like not brothels, but like places where you can go like basically fuck a blow up doll and like there- do whatever you want. <laughs> and there's a big thing about abusing them. And it's like this huge. And so they were like, you know, people are trying to claim that it's not an issue because it's just a blow up doll, but it is an issue because of what it signifies that like yeah. men are really, really interested in like beating the shit out of a woman or abusing a 
female figure, whether it's a blow up doll, a robot or a real person. You know what I mean? It's I mean, crazy. that makes total sense because they can always graduate to the real thing. Just I mean, like how right. serial That's killers start step. off with animals. Yeah, you know? exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. That's yes. the next step. Yeah. So, I mean, That's I don't really know where I was going with that, but I just found that. And I just, I like the fact that you're a hundred percent in charge of yes. what, who, who you want to, you know, who your client is and what you want to do and what you allow them to do. Exactly. Well, also that just says a lot about your madam or whoever owns the brothel that they've put you in a position where you can do this thing to make money. You have this job and like, it's a job where a lot of people could feel unsafe and yeah. like in that environment, you feel safe. Like that's so important. You know, my madam's like a mothered me, you know, she's so cool. an amazing woman, you know, love her to death. And I can just go in her office whenever I want. Doors always open. Of course. And so how do you get paid? Does the client pay you directly after everything's done? Or does oh, the girl, client Oh, girl, I always get the money up front. Okay. Bitch, she that's right. I would, I would be terrible. Oh, my God. I'm doing it again. <laughs> Ho rule number one. This, Laura. Is why get, this is why I get ripped off. Laura would give it up and then ask for the money. No, I totally would. I'd be like, oh, okay, like, yeah. yeah, just pay me later. It's fine. Yeah, no, no, no. It's you totally can Venmo me. I don't need to see cash. No, no. Write a check. A check is fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so, you guys, I'm so fucking trustworthy. It's scary. And I learned, I've learned my lesson multiple times. I can't even talk about it. I'm so trustworthy. So what's the like percentage breakdown that you keep and that the brothel keeps? It's 50, 50. Dang. That's a lot. No, uh, it is, but I just tack on 50% extra than I would. Smart girl. <laughs> Damn. You are such a businesswoman, and we're going to yeah. get to that in a minute. <laughs> Wait, Wait, can I fit? But, but you are living there. So it's almost like, you have like to, you're, you're not paying rent. Uh, yeah, we do. Oh, we pay $49 a day. But I mean, I completely understand that because what if a girl just goes there and completely squats and doesn't work? Right. You know, so if we, a good point. Yeah. And they provide food and everything. Yeah. For yeah. You. Okay. Yeah. They have a full kitchen or whatever the hell I want. So yeah. Yeah. Can I ask what your like price breakdown is? Unfortunately, that's like illegal for me to talk about pricing. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, even if someone like emails me about it, I can't even talk about it over email. Oh, wow. Yeah. Why is that? Um, you know, I guess it's uh, just like a legal solicitation. Like mm -hmm. I can't even talk about pricing in the bar. I have to take them to my room. Wow. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it has to be face to face in my room at the brothel. What kind of client? Like what's the client demographic that you get? It's mostly men. Or is it like men, man and wife, or is it women? Um, when or? I first started, I would do I would do couples, um, but that just got like emotionally draining for me. I don't know, mm. got complicated. Um, and plus, like sometimes the wife doesn't really know what she's doing and kind of just turns into like a clusterfuck of insanity. Yeah, and so I don't really know how to handle that. Some girls are really good with couples. Um, if a guy, if a client comes in and wants like two girls, I'll usually pick like a friend of mine mm. that knows my boundaries, and that's cool. Mm -hmm. um, make more money that way. So okay. I'll usually try to pull someone in. Yeah. If I can. Yeah. So when you've had a couple in the past, like what gets weird or messy? You know, sometimes like the girls think that they can handle it and they really can't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. So it just, they're so emotionally attached. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's their the, husband. Yeah. You know, I get that. I, I fuck no. I know. Oh, I, I would fucking not. kill someone. I would no. kick someone's <laughs> ass if they went near my husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So. <laughs> yeah, I would not be able to do it. Yeah. Oh so do you find the guys that come in solo, um, are they married? Do they just want to have sex? Is it like some kind of emotional it's like support? It's all over the place. Yeah. Someone who just works a lot, travels a lot, doesn't have time. 
Um, they're in town for a convention. We get a lot of that. Married and their wife can't have sex anymore. Married and their wife doesn't want to have sex anymore. Mm-hmm. Widows just got divorced. Um, virgins. So with your experience in at the strip club, what are, I mean, there's the obvious differences. Yes. But what are like maybe some other differences or similarities between the two? It's a whole different like hustle. Mm. You know, these girls are like, hey, baby, like what's up? Right. Like, and that um, just goes back yeah. to you not being able to pretend. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that is not how you are no. at all. <laughs> And so I don't, I don't make money. You're because, like, listen, dude, you want a lap dance or not? Yeah. Like, just, get the I, fuck that's out. pretty much how I am. <laughs> You're like, let's talk finances. <laughs> let's talk stocks. I know. Stocks let's, and bonds. Let's talk finances or like rock music or something cool. Yeah. You know, like, not like, oh, hey, honey. How are you doing today? Ooh. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> I like sit down. I'm like, hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. But are guys really into that? Like, I feel like. Yeah, guys are dumb. Really? Oh my God. I feel like a guy would get bored with that within five minutes. I mean, but, but that's why I'm you wrong. go to someplace like that is mm-hmm. that you want that fantasy. You want yeah. that. Yeah. You know, you're not looking for like an intelligent girl that you can have a conversation <laughs> with. You're looking for like, I don't even know what to call it. Uh, the <laughs> fantasy. Yeah, the exactly. Fantasy. So yeah. would you say the ladies that work at the brothel are kind of more, real. I guess, realistic? Exactly. Like real? Yeah. yeah. Real girl. Um, girls that you can actually have an intelligent conversation with because you're spending like private one-on-one time. Right. You know, it's not like a party situation where you're like throwing back shots and woohooing. Yeah. You like know, let's party. get fucked up. And exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. So in Vegas, uh, or I guess Nevada, prostitution is illegal, but brothels are legal. So um, the brothel that I work at is over an hour outside of Vegas. So it's not even close to Vegas. Okay. Um, which is good because it kind of gets rid of like the riffraff and the looky-loos. Mm-hmm. So if someone's going to spend the time to go out there, you know, they're like. They're serious. They're serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in Vegas, it's completely illegal. How is it legal in, in the brothel? Is it just because it's, um, I guess, regulated in a sense? Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, we get tested and um, background checked and all that. And So but- why wouldn't more prostitutes just work at the brothel? They get 50% of their money taken. Yeah, not only that, but, I mean, families, or maybe they can't pass the background check, Mm, or they can't pass, you know, STD check. Mm, Um, Interesting. So, so, but in those counties, so wait, it's just certain counties in Nevada? Yeah. Okay, so in those counties, is it legal outside of the brothel or only in? Only in. But I'm just trying to figure out a way if there's, because obviously people are going to ask, for it, no matter what, like mm-hmm. there is going to be sexual solicitation of yeah. sorts. So, if there's a way to legalize it in a safe environment, I'm sure the city would want the money. Yeah, right. Like I don't see. I don't understand. Yeah, like why isn't this happening in more places? <sighs> money, something having to do with politics. I mean. A lot of the girls that don't work at brothels and that work independently, I mean, they just shut down a lot of avenues for girls to advertise and stuff like that. Right, yeah. And a lot of girls were screwed and had to go to the streets and stuff. You know, it got really bad. Sesta, Fosta, right. bill that passed. Um, I listened to a podcast all about that recently. Yeah, really? it's yeah. terrible. Like, yeah. a lot of girls... It screwed a lot of people over. Yeah. It's so very now dangerous, They're, they're still doing dangerous. it, but yeah. now it's just in a more dangerous... Just like... Mm-hmm abortion yeah like, exactly it's, it's still going to happen no matter no matter whether it's legalized or not it's just now you're putting more lives at risk mm-hmm. by making them jump through unsafe hoops to do so yeah and there's like a lot of misconceptions about brothels you know a lot of people think you go in and it's just like a 
you know, I see like five guys a day. Like I'll go a week and see only two mm-hmm. because it's quality over quantity. And what are you doing the rest of the time? What are you doing on your downtime when you're there? That's, I mean, I learned how to trade there and I work on what my business. What a beautiful segue. I know. <laughs> Wait, but first I, I want to, before we sw- segue into that, I want to know what your husband thinks about you still yeah, doing this. Yeah, let's talk this. about your husband and when you met him. For the first few years that we were together, he had a problem with it. But when I met him, I was doing it. Mm-hmm. I was always open about it and never tried to hide anything. I mean, it's kind of hard to hide, like, hey, I'm gone for two weeks. Like, where you been, bitch? Yeah. Um, so he knew what was going on. But naturally, I'd get, you know, those little jabs every now and then and, mm-hmm. you know, passive aggressive bullshit. Totally. But, I mean, it's been a while now, so... I don't really get that anymore. How did you break it to him? Yeah, like how do you tell him this and how does he react? So we went on a few dates first and maybe like the third date or something. I was just kind of feeling guilty. I was just like, I don't really think we can continue this. This is what I do. And I sent him like my profile at the brothel and I was like, you're just honest. I'm like, take it or leave it. You know, he's like, I'll take it. I'm like, oh, wow. (laughs) What a great feeling. Yeah. No, he's a good guy. I got lucky. I mean, I think that's in every relationship you come to the point where sometimes they know how to get under your skin. Oh, yeah. They know what to say to you to make you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. So how did you overcome those jabs? Um, It just started like fizzling out after a while. It It stopped hurting you. I mean, I don't really care because like I was making good money. So I'm like, all right, well, then fuck you. Yeah, we'll leave then. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) bye. So See, I, I think a lot of women aren't like that though mm-hmm. like they would let those comments get to them and then maybe quit does he ever ask <laughs> you to quit he's not really in a place to ask me to do something like that meaning okay. like it's not like what is he going to do like pay my rent you know but you guys are married yeah I mean if he could carry me while I build up my career then sure but in so the meantime are you the breadwinner of the relationship by far yeah dang so, yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. for me, he would really have no say in the situation. <laughs> yeah, right. pretty much. 100%. Yeah. So when, you le- when you're, like, getting ready to leave for a two-week period, does he get weird or any – does he, does no. he behave differently? Or does he ask you questions when you get back? Like, he doesn't know. Does he never wants to hear anything he doesn't about want to know any anything. of it. I would never want to hear yeah. anything. How much longer do you think you'll be working at the brothel for? Well – I have a plan, of course. It depends on how well my trading goes. When will you decide, okay, it's time? Do you know when that moment is? I have a number that my trade account will hit when I'm like, okay, cool. Okay, so it's a financial goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. When you're talking to other people and they ask you what you do or you come out with that, what kind of reaction do you get? I don't really tell people. If someone asks what I do, I just say finance. Mm. Does your family know? unfortunately I got doxxed. Um, oh, what does that mean? that's slang for someone outing you, which is why I don't have Facebook anymore. Um, someone that I was dating in Texas, uh, got mad that I broke up with him, moved back to California and decided to send my profile from the brothel to everybody <gasps> on my Facebook, like my whole family, <gasps> wow. all my people that from college, my professors, like everybody. I feel Whoa. like he can be arrested. No, is that not illegal? <sighs> you know, I, I don't think there was really a way to prove that it was him, hmm. but I knew it was, Yeah, you know, so Fuck. and he, how did your parent how did your family react my dad is like very old school he just didn't say anything it's just not really talked about yeah 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 
Well, because that would be more uncomfortable for your father than you probably. Exactly. Yeah. What are some misconceptions that you might want to clarify about who works at a brothel? A lot of people think, you know, drug abusers or something's like mentally wrong with them. You know, all the girls that I work with are really great. And there's a zero drug policy. Um, they even don't even let you have more than six drinks um, a day. And you have to have an hour in between. Like, you cannot be drunk. So it's a very positive environment. A lot of the girls are very intelligent. There was a girl there that was an attorney. She was really cool. Um, she left to, you know, build her practice. Um, a lot of girls that are going to school. Um, some were porn stars, but very sweet, smart. Well, let's talk about your next chapter. What's going on? You keep on talking about trading. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, I taught myself to trade. You asked what I do in my downtime, and I've been doing pretty well. I'm having, like, consistent trading, and so I'm starting my own, like, mentorship company. I'm writing a book, financial book, on how to trade Forex, and I'm going to have, like, an online course. I'm going to offer, like, one-on-one mentoring, and also with my track record, I, that's why I say a year, because I want to have like a year of positive trading mm. and um, verified positive training. And uh, once you get that, you can have people that will give you their money and you could trade for them. So once you start releasing all of this trading content, you'll leave? Or do you think you'll kind of just once in a while go back to the brothel and, you know, have some fun? Well, I'm. the thing is, is that I can work and do this trading business I'm doing from the brothel. So it kind of like coincides with each other. And with all the downtime that I have there, I can focus so much on writing this book. And I've gotten more done sitting at the brothel on the book and the website and everything than I do at home. Okay. And I know you can't talk specific prices, but if a girl is working in a brothel and you can only be there for three weeks at a time, right? That's what you said. Yeah. How much money can you make in a year? I mean... Okay. Like, are we talking six figures, seven figures kind of a thing? So there's a girl at another brothel up north, um, and she claimed to have made $1.2 Wow. But that's because, oh, I don't even know if I should say this. I know why, but. <laughs> What's the why? Uh, because she looks like she's like 12 years old. Is that, oh. is that, is that kind of you gotta porn be fetish? Mm-hmm. You got to be niche. Nah, it's that porn fetish. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like that at all. I know. You know what? It's crazy because I was, you know. That's was, not that's not niche. No, that's I not niche. I feel like Jillian is niche. Yeah, exactly. Had no, but I mean, she has her care. thing. She looks super young and that's, talks super young. That's fucking illegal. <laughs> well, it's not illegal. No, but she's I know. Not, that's why, that's she's why she's not, so popular. Yeah, but she's 18 or older. She's over 21. You have to be 21 to work at that brothel. She's 21 or older. But see, that's that whole thing about like that porn industry that is just uh, perpetuating this thing that having sex with underage girls is okay. Yeah. So fucked up. Yeah. And like the clothes that she wears and she holds like little teddy bears and like all this (gasps) fucking shit. I don't like, I don't like that shit at all. She shouldn't be doing that. And so, I mean, I try to. But she knows. It's the hustle. Yeah. So it's like, it's like a double-edged sword. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you know what people want, whether yeah. you uh, morally agree with it or not. Do you think <laughs> the porn industry is helpful or hurtful towards society? Mm. Towards society. <laughs> um, I mean, I think there's, you know, nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has their own thing going on, you know. Um, I guess for me, I'm just specifically thinking about those really fucking scary ass kitty, you know, low teenagers, really violent 
Yeah. I haven't seen this. You know what? When When you're talking about like that brutality porn stuff, like when I go to my porn site that I usually watch porn on, a bunch of the stuff on the main page is like a lot of that brutal shit. How do you think, I guess, the government or society can help advocate for sex workers to make it safer, to make it maybe less taboo? Um, I mean, I think like decriminalization, you know, there's nothing positive about throwing an independent worker in jail or having to have the protection of a pimp Mm -hmm. or anything like that. You know, if most of the independent workers that I am friends with, they run their own business and, you know, their clients are consenting, they're consenting. So I don't see anything wrong with that. And putting up these raids and putting these people in jail and, you know, fear tactics and stuff like that is just makes it worse but if it was decriminalized would you make as much money no so i'm not really for it but (laughs) yeah interesting that's a very interesting thing because yeah people wouldn't be coming to brothels as much if they could just like do that anywhere exactly and that's why the girls that come from overseas like australia or eastern europe they come here because they can make a hell of a lot more money but i still think whether it's legalized or not the brothel still offers a situation of safety yeah not only that but like comfort yeah and I mean I understand taking 50 percent because they're you know providing the facilities for you there's you know the bungalows our rooms food everything it's all included right I mean if I were to be out and independent I'd have to pay for like a hotel room and all that stuff but even for uh the clients they come in knowing that you guys are all healthy, mm-hmm. knowing that essentially they, they kind of know the person that they're going to be with. Yeah. Because they checked you out online. Yeah. So would it really... You know, I'm not going to like stalk them. Yeah. Would it really cut your profits if this whole situation was legalized, do you think? I mean, think about like prohibition, alcohol, not, you know, mm. weed. Yeah. Same thing. Now that everything's... Same thing. Yeah. Legal and it's cheaper. All right. Well, this has been so great. Yeah, totally. I Thanks feel like for we learned me. a lot too, you know? Totally. This was so educational for me. <laughs> it, I found it like really, really interesting. And like I said, yeah. I, I I think it's awesome that you're so empowered there. Yeah. No, it's like I said, it's a really positive environment. And all the staff and the girls that I work with and they're amazing. Um, and they don't tolerate any drama between the girls. If someone's creating some bullshit, you know, she's not Done. welcome back. So we like to keep it very peaceful, zen. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine having that kind of drama there would cause, um, like, really unsafe Yeah, and, you know, not everybody can get along, but we're adults. We know how to, like, coexist. Yeah, right. You know, if you don't really vibe with someone, you just don't hang out with them. Yeah. You know, it's very simple. It is very simple. Like that. <laughs> it's a very there, simple concept. There you go. That's why, that's why Asia doesn't hang out with anybody. That's why I stay at home with my dogs. That's why I'm an introvert, <laughs> isolated with my cat. Like, exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, thank you so thank much you for so, taking so, the time. Thank so much. Okay. Right. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Jillian. And thank you guys for listening. Yes. Also remember to rate and subscribe to us on whatever platform you listen to your favorite podcasts and wait yeah please rate what would be cool is if as you guys rate we can read out some of your guys ratings yeah so some of the reviews right that are good (laughs) no you know what if they're shit we're gonna read them too yeah it'd be funny but i don't want shitty reviews we're half a bottle of wine in and we read a bad review and we start crying on air oh my god on air why do i keep saying on air because you think you're ryan seacrest (laughs) goals 
Yeah. Uh, so please uh, rate and subscribe us. And then also follow us on social media platforms, Instagram at Heavy Topics and Facebook, Heavy Topics Podcasts. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.